The opinions expressed in this program reflect only those of the participants and are not necessarily those of the sponsors, management, or staff of WTBQ Radio or FST Broadcasting Corporation. WTBQ. Good morning and welcome to the Dirks Outdoor, this outdoors show. <laughs> Easy for me to say, this is your host Dave Dirks in the studio with Ryan who's on the other side of the window there running the uh, controls and making sure I don't make too many mistakes. And uh, both he and I are a little tired this morning, but uh, it's because different things. I don't know. I, I worked out a long week. And then, of course, well, who knows what Ryan's doing down there in, uh, down there in New Jersey. I, uh, we'll have to check in with the local uh, authorities to see what happened last night, see if there's any damage done or something. I don't know. I'm just teasing. Anyway, um, We've got a great show today. Rick McDermott from the New York uh, uh, Bow Hunt, uh, Crossbow Coalition, New York Crossbow Coalition, uh, will be on this morning uh, as our guest and talking about um, all things and kind of bringing us up to speed on what's been happening at his level. Uh, Rick is the uh, the founder. Uh, really, uh, I have to say, one of the few people that I know that really took the bull by the horn, so to speak, on an issue that is, uh, well, for many of us, near and dear to our hearts, and that is allowing the crossbow to be uh, a part of the archery scene. Now, many of you might recall that for more than a long time, the crossbow was never really allowed um, in any broadly a broad application to the hunting seasons. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think uh, back at, in the day, whenever that was, years ago, the only way you could use a crossbow is if you had some kind of a medical or disability that you could prove to the DEC, and then maybe they would allow you to use a crossbow. Well, we've come a long way. Good news is, thanks to the efforts of folks like uh, Rick McDermott, who founded uh, the, the New York uh, Crossbow Coalition, many, it's been years now, I don't know how many years, I'll ask him. Um, and his efforts to raise money and, and lobby in Albany, uh, he was able to somehow a few years back figure out how to get the DEC uh, and the legislative authorities that are necessary to make that happen uh, allow uh, crossbows in the early part, oh, I'm sorry, in the latter part of the bow season, like the last two weeks of the regular bow season down here in the, uh, it, it's allowed. Well, that was a big move. I mean, we were like, yes, at least uh, finally we were able to recognize that crossbows are uh, hunting implements like a cro- uh, 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 like anything else. You know, it's, I mean, so it's <laughs> silly, right? But there are some people out there who have lobbied uh, excessively, if you ask me, uh, against crossbows being used. So it's been this crazy issue. I've been very passionate about the fact that I don't even use a crossbow I use a compound bow, and I don't use a crossbow, but I'm still very much in favor of the right of uh, hunters to use a crossbow. The, the, the state, even when it uh, enabled the crossbow to be used um, legally in the, uh, the the bow season, it only allowed it in the last two weeks. And, of course, it classifies the crossbow under the implement for uh, the black powder. So you have to get a black powder permit in order to be able to to uh, in effect um use a crossbow crazy right it's not a black powder it's not a it's not a gun 
I mean, you could look at it and see that, right? You're like, wait a minute, why do you have it under? You know, anybody who's not even uh, into hunting would probably go, uh, why is that uh, crossbow uh, classified as a as a gun if it ain't a gun? I, I don't know what to tell you. But the geniuses up in Albany decided, well, the compromise in order to get crossbows used into the normal archery season they had to classify it that way. I mean, it's just cloak and dagger. I don't I can't explain it. You it's just crazy stuff. And and most states, almost every state, I actually I can't I think New York is the only state that classifies under licensing the crossbow uh, as as black powder. <laughs> so and they know it's not the right classification, but I guess you know there was a compromise politically that you know it's a gun, so you know you got to buy a gun permit, so you got to spend an extra well, I don't know what it is, 10 bucks or whatever the current rate is to get the black powder permit. I mean, look, what? What? Really? They, they need some coffee over there. WTVQ. Welcome back. You're back and I'm back. You're listening to the Dirks Outdoor Show with your host, Dave Dirks, in the studio. And our uh, guest today is going to be uh, Rick McDermott. Who is the founding uh, founder and the president of the New York's uh, Crossbow Coalition? And uh, so I said uh, before the show, Rick has been uh, pretty much the center of gravity as a person in New York State, and really galvanizing the effort to uh, bring uh, the crossbow into uh, where it is at least today in New York State, where you can at least use it for a few weeks during the bow season, as I noted. And Rick is working hard to uh, keep the organization moving along and, and get garner new members and keep the legislative um, action going. So we haven't talked to him in, in a bit, so we're going to welcome him to the show. Rick, I want to welcome you, and I hope you're uh, doing well. Uh, thanks, Dave. Yeah, things are, uh, things are going good. Um, a little cold up here in the North Country, but other than that, uh, things are... Things are going well. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I'm actually headed up your way at the end of next week uh, for a couple of days. I'm going to try my, uh, hopefully the Salmon River is still in reasonably good shape to do a little steelhead fishing. So uh, it was good uh, a couple of weeks back when I was there, and I'm hoping it'll be just as good now, although a bit cold, right? Yeah, well, that's, that, yes, it is. That's, uh, you're in my neck of the woods. I know. I'm only, I'm only five minute, five miles from the river. There you go. Well, I'll be up there hanging around Altmar down in the fly fishing section for a couple of days, so we'll see how we do. But I, I'm, I'm really glad you're able to join us today because we haven't talked to you in a, in a while. And I know, you know, 2020 now, you know, that's kind of be, behind us, although, you know, we're staring in the face of 2021 and beyond. Um, maybe just kind of give us an idea of, you know, what was your, I mean, obviously COVID and the legislative issues, what was your review of like 2020 in relation to your work around trying to get the crossbow allowed in a wider, a broader application in New York state? Well, uh, we, we started off very well. We have, uh, we had a bill from Carrie Werner who would take care of most everything we needed. Uh, and we had over 5,300 support letters um, that we collected throughout, uh, through the rest of the legislative session. Unfortunately, when COVID hit, when they were done with the budget, Albany pretty much shut down. Uh, 
they were they were not in session. They were home uh, until pretty much the toward the end of May, and there was not much that could be done at that time because they hadn't done anything in so long that there was so much the business all related to financial and COVID issues uh, for the most part. Uh, I think we had a very good, if, if COVID hadn't hit, I think we were a very good position to, uh, to get that bill moving or those bills moving uh, with the support we, we showed with the letters, but right. well, unfortunately that shut down and mm. all the, the, re, the rem, most of the sports shows of the year shut down, uh, which, limited our ability to get that support to continue yeah. to grow those support letters well and and, and and so broadly speaking just kind of go over it again so if if we let's just say we would if they would have passed and you would have been able to get what you wanted what where would we be now in terms of the crossbow the bill the bills that we're in would have basically allowed everybody to use the crossbow during the entire season mm-hmm. with the exception well it would have been youth on their youth license. Yep. So from and see anyone over fifty-five, and all anyone with a doctor's disability would have been able to use it through the entire season, and it would have eliminated the minimum width, maximum draw weights. Okay. Yep. That would be. Um, it, but so unfortunately, there would have been a slot between sixteen and fifty-four that still would have only had the two weeks. Yeah. But it was it was a major leap in the yeah. right direction. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 again, as I said to folks listening, that you know we're really happy and and appreciate the work that you've done. Now, when when did you fi- when when did you actually start the the New York Crossbow Coalition? When was that actually birthed? You okay there? Excuse me. That's all right, brother. We- um, I founded it as a Facebook group in February of 2012. Right. Okay. Um, I had been work, I had been talking about it with people since there was a uh, video online where a representative from New York Bow, who yeah. now is currently their president, oh boy, uh, was went before the Senate Encon Committee and said uh, he spoke for all bow hunters in New York State and bow hunters opposed crossbows. Oh yes, I remember um, that. Oh, out there. That was my hold my beer moment. Yes. <laughs> It took a year and a half. It, it took a year and a half because everybody was telling me, uh, "No, we don't have time to work on this." Uh, like people in Albany were telling me, "It's coming." Mm. You know, we're working on it. We'll have it in a year. Um, yeah, right. So, one evening, I'm. I just got fed up with it, and I created a Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Uh, it took off pretty quick. A couple guys that I knew. One was I had only met on Facebook uh, through an NRA page, but he and I started chatting a lot uh he's he's like where are we going to take this and so we we ran with it and by uh i think it was march 14th of that year we were incorporated as an organization um so we were not just a uh, facebook group we were actually an entity Hmm. um and that year at that time there was the you can only use crossbows during the firearm season and only for deer for two years. Right, right. Uh, 2012, when we formed, that was the uh, expiration sunset year for that two-year temporary. And at that point, 
the NCON chairman, Bob Sweeney, and the assembly put in an extender for that two years, said there won't be anything more than that. And in that two-year extender, it would have had to eliminate, it would have called for eliminating the youth hunt. Oh, boy. Uh, Columbus weekend. Oh, my gosh. That passed. Uh, and w- once it did, uh, everybody started talking about it. And pretty much every state organization, except one for some reason, uh, requested the governor to veto that bill. Right. And when he, I had a couple state or national organizations contact me for some information on it before they put their uh, contact into the governor's office asking they they uh, that he veto it mm-hmm. because as much as we want crossbows, we didn't. We're not throwing kids under the bus to get it. Right. Right. Um, exactly. So after that, he did veto it. But during the conversations with his staff and other people, why? Why is every? What's the big deal? Why is everybody up, upset about this? Uh, it was brought to his attention that without crossbows, people in New York State leave leave New York State during bow season and travel to other states where they can use their crossbow. Right. Uh, and that there's people that own property or have family here that don't return to New York and spend their money here during bow season, they go somewhere else Mm -hmm. because they can't use their crossbow. Sure. Uh, So with the economic impact that has, he put crossbow full inclusion in the budget with no restrictions, give it to the DEC, let them take care of it. Wow. Um, That was stalled in the assembly. Mm -hmm. The Senate did adopt it. uh, And we had made enough people (laughs) made phone calls and enough groups contacted the, the, not just the governor's office, but leadership in the assembly and, and everywhere else. Senate, Senate, we showed them their support. Uh, but uh, Sheldon Silver at the time uh, required them to make a compromise. And that's where we wound up with what we have today. Yeah. That compromise is far from perfect, but that was put together in 48 hours. at the last 48 hours of the budget before it got printed. Right and voted on so there wasn't a lot of time to negotiate what we wound up with right 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 um, but we were so close because uh, the governor yeah. was fine with you know full in all in so we know we can you know, you know it's possible because you came that close to do it again it's just a matter of timing yeah. and, and and circumstance yeah. i guess and well, you know i don't know well what's on the current slate right now uh is the governor has released his executive budget and full inclusion is back in the budget. Wow. So exciting. We are that what's in the budget today will remove restrictions on width and draw weight. Will allow anyone to use the crossbow during the entire bow season uh, and anywhere you can use archery equipment. And you will no longer use a muzzleloader privilege. Mm-hmm. You'll have to get the bow privilege which and uh, people that already have bow licenses are good to go, but people that have never taken a bow class will have to take the bow class because you can't buy the bow privilege without it. Right. Wow. Um, so you think it'll stick so, this time? Well, we have a lot of hope, um, and it's this is going to depend on everyone that wants this to get involved. On our webpage, we have 
a link to a support letter. You can, if you fill that out uh, and submit it, it will go to us. We address it to your legislators, to both your legislators, and we send an electronic copy because we can't hand deliver anything. And mm -hmm. they're they're working in their home offices. In their very rarely do they come to the Capitol. Um, and, and every office isn't fully staffed, so everything comes electronically right now. Mm -hmm. And that letter is all cataloged on a spreadsheet. And that spreadsheet, with all the names and where they're from, will be di distributed to the uh, Senate Majority Leader, the Speaker of the Assembly, both chairs of the NCON committees in the Senate and the Assembly, and to the Governor. So wow. uh, filling out the letter goes uh, goes to seven places, seven people, yep. uh, where we and we still encourage you to contact your your local legislators. Mm -hmm. But uh, the important thing is to make sure we have the record to show that so that we can make sure that during the negotiations with the Senate and Assembly that they have the total list of everyone and they see the statewide uh, support there is. If you just send it to your legislator yep. uh, and the governor and the uh, leadership and the NCON chairs don't get that, that, that information, then it's, uh, it, it leaves a lot, yeah. to, a lot of holes in it. Well, so, let's, you know what, before we go to the break, let me give the folks the address for your website, and then you can find it right there on the, on the homepage. Just scroll down a little bit. You'll see Submit a Support Letter. Go to nycrossbowcoalition, nycrossbowcoalition.com, nycrossbowcoalition.com. Go there now. Go click on it. Rick's made it very easy for uh, us to support, and we need to support. Now's the time to put the, the, the pedal to the metal there. Rick, we're going to have uh, Rick. You stay with us here. We're going to have more to talk about. Stay with us on the Dirks Outdoor Show. We will be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to the Dirks Outdoor Show with your host Dave Dirks. Glad to have you uh, have you here. And if you're just joining us, we've got uh, Rick McDermott, who's the founder and president of the New York uh, Crossbow Coalition, uh, founded in uh, 2012, and has been dedicating himself and the people that have joined the organization, which hopefully is many of you listeners out there. I encourage you to. Doesn't cost much to support. The work that Rick and his team does to get to, to legislators to to make sure that Albany is aware of the 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 need that we believe uh, is necessary to get the full application of the crossbow across New York State, so we can be like the other twenty six states out there that are already that already do it. You know, it's kind of crazy. And Rick, you were giving us. Um, uh, an update of a little bit of what happened in 2020, but now, of course, uh, we're, we're we're getting hopeful that the legislation um, and you said that the budget authorities in there for a uh, full use and full application of the crossbow, as opposed to uh, the way it is today, which is you know the last two weeks. Um, that's great news. I did, and I I sent my letter in, so my letters in, and folks. Uh, Rick was telling us that one of the most important ways that you can help support this right now is by going online. You go to Rick's website, 
nycrossbowcoalition.com. That's nycrossbowcoalition.com. And then you go there, you scroll down a little bit, you'll see Rick has a section there that's staring you right in the face. It'll say, click here to submit a support letter for this. And, of course, from that point, it'll get to the right several parties. Rick, um, what else can we say? I mean, like, uh, what is the timing of this now? I know the budget season's coming up. Uh, I don't know if it's like, what is it, March or April? I mean, how's this all roll out? I do want to add one thing about the letter. I'm sure there's people listening right now going, uh, I don't have a computer. What do I do? Okay. All right. For those who are still out there who don't have one, but you're right. There's a few. Right. All they have to do is uh, mail us a note uh, telling us that you support the crossbow being included in archery season. Include a name, your name, your mailing address. If you have a P.O. box, please include your physical street address because that's how we determine what legislative district you're in. And you mail that to our P.O. box, uh, 316, in Pulaski, New York, 13142. Uh, so you send send it to NYCC, P.O. box 316, Pulaski, New York, 13142. And we will make sure you're included in the list because it, everybody's important uh, in this in this fight. So yes. now the legislative process is in the governor's budget, which was released early last week. Uh, the the governor has 30 days to make amendments to that budget pro- proposal. When the budget mm-hmm. propose when that 30 day period is up. Uh, and during that time, the Senate and Assembly are working on their budget proposals. So those budget proposals hopefully will include uh, what's called Part X of the governor's budget. And if if they do, it pretty much goes into the final uh, budget uh, um, that they'll be voting on, mm-hmm. which is by usually it's supposed to be by April first. Uh, last year it was in the first week. Um, many years ago, I can remember though the budget never got signed until September, or October. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, but uh, we've been pretty much on track with keeping the budget early. Uh, now, if it's not in all three budgets, or it's in in other proposals that are uh, less than what we have here. Then they go to a negotiating table and uh, hammer out the differences. And if they still can't come to resolution where they can all agree on what the language would be, uh, if somebody says absolutely not, then it, it, you're sitting at the at the table. And uh, once they get through that, the last pretty much week to ten days uh, becomes the. Uh, Leadership teams negotiating what everybody has always called three men in a room. Right. right. Um, that they that the leadership hammers out. Okay, uh, what are we going to what are we going to do, and how are we going to get there? Right. Bella, and can I ask you a question though? So you know, the leadership does its thing, and then it goes to a vote. You know, we've got the Assembly, which is in the Senate, and of course, you know, we've, the voting now in the Senate is a little bluer than it was a few years ago. 
how do you see this going in terms of the actual voting when it comes down to assuming it gets right, you know, to the floor? Um, we've some quite a few of the people we're talking to are supportive. Quite a few don't know what's going on. We actually have a lobbyist that works for us and with us, so they do. They they have a lot of contact, um, but. What is going to boil down to is, and the importance of the letters, who do they hear from the most? Who does your legislator hear from the most? Um, if they hear from 100 people, what percentage of those people are, are supportive and what percentage of those people are opposed? Yep. Um, they may have their personal opinions, mm -hmm. but if they get three-quarters of the people saying, uh, we don't want this. A good chance that legislator is going to vote against us. Yep. Um, so that's why it's very important that we get as many letters as we can. And I, like I said earlier, I do encourage people to vote or to contact their personal legislators, Senate and Assembly office. It's not difficult. You're basically going to make a phone call, and all you have to do is tell them you, you support the governor's proposal for uh, crossbow inclusion in the archery season and to, to remain in the budget. That That's as simple as it is. Uh, the person answering the phone uh, keeps a tally sheet of yeses and nos. And, you know, very rarely you're not going to get into a big conversation with them. Most, some, a few of them will ask, you know, why, why do you feel this? Uh, mm -hmm. the majority of them are just answering the phone right. and taking, taking note, the note or putting it on that tally sheet, because this isn't the only issue they're going to hear about. So they don't have a ton of time to get into a personal right. conversation. Right. Right. Um, somebody's calling about this support oppose yep. calling about this yep. support yep. and oppose. No. That, I get it. I get it. So, you know, so don't people don't be afraid to make that call. Don't be afraid to make the call and, and, and make sure you get those letters out again. NYCrossbowCoalition.com. NYCrossbowCoalition.com. Right there on the landing page, you'll see if you scroll down a little bit, you'll see click here to submit a support letter. Very easy. Rick is and his team have really made it uh, a, a, an easy way for you to, to make sure your letter gets to where it needs to be. Now, Rick, I hate to bring this up, but we'll, we'll have a little bit more time after the break to talk about it as well. You know, our, our uh, the New York uh, uh, Bow Hunters uh, Inc., uh, which you mentioned at the beginning of the show. Now, I... I Pay no attention to them because I, I just don't like their position on crossbows. You were you were just telling me the current president of New York cross uh, New York uh, bow hunters, which has been, if you're not familiar, folks, uh, adamantly, if not rapidly, I'll, those are my words, Rick, not yours, rapidly opposed to the use of the crossbow to such a ridiculous degree that even on their website they claim that it it fits the criteria for a for a rifle. Oh, my goodness. So anyway, um, the president, you said now, of that organization was somebody that you had been familiar with that was very, very much opposed to it. So I guess they haven't eased their chance, and they're lobbying like heck to stop this? Or what, what's happening there? Um, that would be my guess. But as you, uh, I have never heard, I have not heard anything different. But as you said, I really don't pay a lot of attention to what they're doing. Yeah. Um, because this is not an argument between uh, me and them, my organization and their, theirs. 
This is people standing up for what they believe is right. Mm-hmm. Um, we go in and talk to legislators that this is what we believe is right. This is what we want you to support. And this is why. Uh, we don't mention other groups that, uh, well, they're, they're wrong. They don't have the right opinions. Uh, everybody's entitled to their opinion. Correct. They are. And uh, I believe we, we represent far more people than they do. Um, oh, yeah. They claim to have 3,000 members, and I would challenge them to put their, open their books and show anyone their membership role for the last five years of paid members. I'm more than willing to do that at any time, but I challenge them to put it on the books because uh, there is no way that they have 3,000 members. Yeah. Yeah, no that's, that's actually a, a number lower than what they used to say before. I think the number was north of 4,000. So e- either way, that's just not... In in the early days, they were. Yeah. They did have that that number. Uh, their numbers are dwindling. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So we, we, we have... Uh, I have the information and can show where their membership yeah. is dropping. No, that's all right. Listen, I, I like I said, but, I, I mention them only because they've been... A, you can't yeah. mention a conversation without mentioning their their ridiculous position on... It's not even, it's not even logical. So it's like, you know, once you... You don't even have to be a hunter to be able to kind of look at that and say, well, that, that's not a crossbow. It, it's... It's not a it's not a rifle where I come from, so it's yeah. it's it's laughable. But and I think you know, hey, listen, they're they're entitled to their opinion. But anyway, it's important, folks. Before we wrap up for the break here, uh, I want you to go right now and make sure have every member of your family who is able to you know to do this, and most of them are, and all your friends, get them out now. Get them out this week today. Send them a note. Get on your Facebook page. Get on your Instagram page and let people know. Go to N- N- uh, New York, I'm sorry, NY Coalition. Hold on here. NYCrossbowCoalition.com. I got it right. NYCrossbowCoalition.com. And very easily you can click on uh, and uh, on uh, Rick's apparatus there when you get there. And that link will allow you to put your information in. And then a letter gets electronically created that he'll he and his team will give Uh, to the folks up in Albany that need to see it. So we're going to take a quick break. Stay with us here on the Dirk's Outdoor Show. We're going to have Rick McDermott back in just a few minutes. Stay with us. WTBQ. Welcome back. You're listening to the Dirks Outdoor Show. This is your host, Dave Dirks. And if you're just joining us for the show, well, you've missed quite a bit. We have uh, Rick McDermott, who's the founder and president of the uh, New York Crossbow Coalition, and uh, NYCC for short. And if you want to take a look at their website, I'm going to give it to you again and again and again. NYCrossbowCoalition.com. And you can become a member, too. So while you're floating in there and you're uh, also, uh, you know, filling out the letter and, and supporting um, what we believe is the right and just cause for allowing the broader application of crossbows 
in New York State so he can join the other 26 states in the United States who do the same thing broadly for crossbow. Um, you'll also find a way to maybe pull a $20 bill or more. It's minimally the only cost annual membership or dues to support the great work that Rick is doing up in Albany and elsewhere as he travels around, usually pre-COVID traveling around the state uh, to kind of uh, you know bring in new members and get the word out. 20 bucks is a great investment. And obviously, Rick, uh, you've done a lot with the, uh, you know, the funds and the membership and really bringing this uh, coalition along to where it has been a highly effective. Uh, and again, we credit you and appreciate many of us, all of us in the outdoors appreciate uh, the, you know, the work that you've done and the service that you provided to the outdoor community continually. You know, you have a regular job, you have other things, you got a family, uh, and, and you do this as well. I don't know how you fit it all in, but you do. Um, Rick, you know, I know it, uh, COVID obviously kind of limited your ability to get around the state and attend shows, as you mentioned. How's membership and, 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 and you know, how, where are you at with that? Um, we're, we're doing okay. Uh, it's obviously easier when you can have in-person face meetings, but we've uh, <clears throat> switched gears uh, since we don't have shows and in person. Uh, we're, we're advertising heavier in the outdoor news <clears throat> more, uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, more often in larger ads. Yeah, I see that. Just, yep. just to make sure people uh, see what's going on uh, and, and getting the word out. Uh, and you know, that's pretty much where we're, where we're at. Um, the more writers that, uh, with this in the budget, we have more, uh, outdoor writers putting columns in there, uh, weekly or daily, uh, papers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and on their blogs and everything. So, uh, that helps us spread the word. Uh, it just, but but we're we're continuing to grow. We have probably almost 400 new members for 2021 already. Wow, that's great. So I know it's I know it's north of 350. <laughs> so um, we're doing we're doing okay. That's good. Uh, well, you you got to hope that the numbers that we saw in 2020, as uh, the the state shifted to more uh, the hunter. Uh, education and then of course the bow hunter education programming being allowed online um any idea i mean we obviously there's been a huge influx of new and we're hoping some of that rubs off and they become you know bow hunters as well at the same time which apparently some will because there were a lot of uh, newer uh bow hunters coming into the scene at least from the hunter uh, certification process yeah um that's definitely true uh there was a large increase in uh in license sales right from the very beginning which uh that was be- and and there the online course was available but it wasn't uh wasn't as big and it's continued to grow the numbers of people taking it mm-hmm. so the license sales some people say well it's cuz everybody that could just take it now and get it uh there were a lot of people that hadn't taken that bow class, that either of those classes before that first couple days of uh, license sales. They they hit they hit record numbers uh, in er, you know early uh, license sales. Right. Not right. just where we're not not just where they wound up. Yep. Um, additionally, there's something else in this language, and it's kind of part of a 
package, and it's it's very good. People need to understand. First off, the crossbow is going to become legal if it stays from uh, starting at 12 years old. So the the mm-hmm. kids that can't hunt with them right now at 12 and 13, right. or during the special special youth hunt, mm-hmm. will be allowed to use them all the way from. In, in your area, October 1st, yep. in the north northern zone, September 27th. Yep. Um, but this uh, language in the budget also will change firearms hunting for big game and allow 12- and 13-year-olds under adult supervision to hunt big game. Oh, wow. Which is, puts them down to where they are for small game. Yeah, that's great. Uh, and that's huge. That's huge. It is huge. Um, other, other things with that is... Per, Right now, the if you're hunting with a youth with a firearm on their junior license, they cannot get into a tree stand, uh, cannot hunt from an elevated platform. Right. Uh, and the governor's uh, le- explanation memo, the uh, with the advent of so many double-wide stands and with the safety systems, fall systems that we have today compared to what, they had just 10 years ago uh they will be youth will be allowed to hunt from elevated platforms now what the restrictions are going to be we don't know that probably won't come out until the uh dec actually put would put a regulation together um but my guess is when they're when they mention double stands uh you're not going to be allowed to put a kid in a stand by themselves would be my guess Okay. Um, but okay. adding more kids, adding the kids that two years earlier, yes, big. Uh, big. gets them started and gets them more involved with it and gets them hopefully the experience and become a lifelong hunter. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That's, we've been, listen, that's a long term goal. And so there's, there's a lot to this legislative period and the budget period coming up, uh, Rick, and no doubt. And, um, I'm, you know, who knows what the balance of, 2021 is going to be you know how soon we're going to get a grip on covid but you know you have to assume that we're going to be right where we are now for a period of time anyway um uh and and you know speaking of shows i know you did quite a bit of traveling around uh to shows across the state uh i don't know how you found time to do it um i'm hopeful that shows come back because shows were such a a vital port uh, a vital part of the outdoor experience i mean you know you've been to shows i've been you kind of get there you're excited you see products you meet people you attend web seminars and um i'm hoping that's still viable uh you know post-covid i'm hoping for a resurgence i don't know about you yeah it would be really good i've got to chuckle when you say all that other stuff um when i go there it's like okay, here's my ten ten by ten room for the for the rest of the weekend. <laughs> well, I know I, you're you're they, focused. They have they have seminars. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, listen, you know, Rick. Like I said, I mean, you're you're very focused. You you when you like like I said, I I can't thank you enough for the many years now of hard work, of uh, devotion, you know, sacrifice of time to get this going. And you know, you're you know, you're, I know you're. Uh, I you don't necessarily have I don't know you don't have like officers in the organization right I mean it's kind of like you know you if you have somebody in Albany that you've hired as a professional um, what do you call them uh, what's the word I'm looking for uh, 
Rick, help me out here. A professional... Uh, we have a lobbyist. A lobbyist, right, right, which was huge. When I did, when you decided to bring the lobbyist in and you had enough money, I thought, wow, that's right. That's get, getting right into the game up there in Albany. I thought that was a brilliant move years ago, and you've continued that. Um, but So I'm, I'm hopeful. I mean, do you have other people helping you do all this, or is it just you out there doing this? I mean, what's happening? Um, technically, we have a... There is... Uh, officers, I do have a lot of a lot of the things to get talked about. I do have a group of people that I uh, talk to about, you mm-hmm. know, direction and and stuff. But when it comes to the uh, writing the ad, the information that goes in the ads in the paper, right. yep, I take care of that. Okay, I take care of the web page. Wow. I take care of. Uh, cataloging and going through all the letters. Um, and I, one other thing about the letters, please only send one per person. Right. Uh, we only, we only keep one per person. Uh, I will take any second, third, fourth letter. They just get deleted. Mm -hmm. Uh, we have to show the legislators true support, not just large numbers. Uh, if a legislator sees, uh, four or five letters, three letters from the same person, um, and they don't go through the entire list to look for them. They're not going to sort them. They're just going to say, okay, if there's three letters from one person, then how many other people did that? Right. And we're going to take 10% of these letters, and t- we're going to take this number and drop it by 10%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If they find four or five from one person, we're right. taking this. Okay, we're going to take it and drop it by 20%. Right, right. But it could be from so, the same family, same last name, obviously. You know, oh, husband yeah. and, and wife. And, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's not my address. Yeah. It's by but uh, Joe Smith mm-hmm. at this address cannot submit right five okay. letters. All right, if you you know we had and, and a middle initial helps identify that if yeah. you're from uh, same name and this in the same address. Uh, middle initial helps us differentiate that okay. these are two different people. Well, that's good. Rick, we're going to have to drop it right there because I've, we've run out of time, but I really do appreciate you coming on early in the morning and giving us this update. We're going to post this interview today on our podcast. And again, folks, uh, nycrossbowcoalition.com, nycrossbowcoalition.com. Go on the website, support, become a member, send your letter in. And uh, Rick, we really appreciate your time today. Thank you. Okay. Hey, Dave, when you get up this way, give me a shout, and uh, I'll meet you at the tailwater for a drink. Sounds like a deal. Uh, I'm buying. All right, thanks. I'll see you next week then, Rick. Okay, take care. Take care. That's it, folks.